Oh, right. Well, okay, wait, let's go. Should we go? Should we yes, go? Go. Good to go? Yeah, good to go? Right. This is going to be the best first part of a podcast ever where we spend five minutes discussing how we start the podcast. Imagine that. <laughs> That's your fault, Nathan. We had it nailed. Well, the first it probably part. is. Welcome to the podcast. My middle name is Trevor with myself, Tony Nanton, and my co host, Nathan Swift, Swifty, and Adrian Prescott, DJ Specs. We're free DJs from Oxford, and we're just basically having a bit of a laugh, a bit of banter, and a bit of a chat. Um, subscribe, get involved, and next week, you might really want to be listening to us because we're going to touch a subject that a lot of people are going to be a little bit uncomfortable with. Anyway, enjoy. Enjoy the listen. Cheers. Okay, so I want you to go back. So you're 44. So if you go back 30 years, please. Um, and Adrian, could you go back? Uh, you said you're 35. Yeah, okay. Could you go back uh, 21 years, please? I want you to tell me about those teachers in your high school that you still rate and you still remember now. Oh, what, 14 years old? Yeah. 11, 12. I had Mrs. Johns, Oxford Boys, you had Mrs. Johns. She was like, she was like sultry. She was the original po- poster girl as a teacher for all us lot. Um, I think she died recently, which is a bit sad. Um, but the reason I mentioned this because um, I was thinking about another teacher who died a while ago. A guy called Mister Paul Green. This is some Oxford boys. This geezer, there was him. There was three other three, three other teachers. When I first showed up at school, I was with my mate Paul Wilson. We were little East, East Oxford bad boys. We thought we were. We piled into assembly. Paul Green. Mr. Brown and Mr. Langford. And there's other, other teachers there as well. And I looked at this guy, Paul Green, he had this bit of a nervous tick. And I'm thinking, all right, this guy's, um, he's a bit off, isn't he? And he actually was a great teacher. We got to really respect him. This is the, this is the days when teachers had a bit more freedom of movement is, a, is the best way to describe it. So fast forward from that first day of assembly to two years later or so, so I'd been about 15. And there'd been a fight between Pierce School and Oxford Boys. And some of our some of our lot got busted. So this kiddie shows up. Um, his name was Jason. And um, so we're all we're all at the front of the school, yeah, looking through um, the reception windows or such. This Jason, you can see he's, he, 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 Langford and that lot are there. Langford Brown um, and Polgy there. They've got Jason there, and he's giving it chopsy. He's got his stereo. He's got the old ghetto blaster. And they've he, they've made him turn it off. And I'm thinking, what he had it on when he was this guy's rude. So we're like. Okay, let's see what happens. From nowhere, absolutely nowhere. We can see Brown. We can see Langford. We knew Paul Green was around, but we couldn't really see him because we're looking through a window and through a doorway. From nowhere, you just see Paul Green. It was like a scene out of Scum, the movie. You see him lay his hands, bosh, right in this kid's face. He knocked him flying. We're all watching. Our jaws are gassed. And we're like, well, fair play, he didn't deserve it. <laughs> he did give it <laughs> And these three teachers batter this kid and then take him into, the, into a room. And we're all stood there giving it, okay. But years later, we still respect those teachers. We still respect the stuff they did. Mr. Blackwell used to get his double-jointed finger and slap you in the head of it. He'd throw a, throw a chalkboard around the, the chalk-line figure he drew around your head just to warn you that he could throw the chalkboard at, at you at any time. Mate, these teachers were just phenomenal teachers. And I just... I thought about it today and a couple of days ago, but teachers now 
what all these kids, these people moaning about teaching their kids at home, they don't know half of the grief us kids gave teachers. So what was a teacher that you kind of, who was, you respect now, but at the time you gave the most gift to? Do you know what? After your story, I can't even really trump that. I'm a guy. Go- <laughs> I can't. My high school. Um, I just kind of really got on with it because it was weird because you had your you had your tutor and then you just had different teachers with like different subjects. The only one that sticks out for me, it was like a DT teacher. A DT. What's DT? Oh, okay. They used to call it carpentry in your day, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and um. It was a guy called um, Mr. Love. And with all those... Yeah. Mr. Love. And with all these with all these tradesmen God. back then, they had like two fingers missing or whatever. Wait, he had like... Mr. Love. Yeah, like, Mr. Love. So Mr. Look, Love. Yeah, look at your hand now. Yeah, like the last, <laughs> and he's dealing last with wood. two fingers were done. <laughs> and what happens is, he was, a cool, he was a cool teacher. Cool teacher. But you know that man who just flip at a flick of a switch? Yo, like oh, my mum was screaming yeah. the whole block. Not at me personally, but just in general. Oh, mate. And it just stuck out for me. Like, I didn't really like DT. Like, I probably got the softest hands in the land. I don't do no DIY, nothing. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a subject that never kind of really stuck with me. But that teacher does. Just because of his aura, I guess. I was, believe it or not, I was Sport Billy. So I played sport for both West and East. They used to take me down to play rugby, football, cricket. I played them all for both for both sites. Um, oh, teacher's pair. No, oh, no, but I wasn't pair. because academically, I just kind of, I went through. But my love was always sport. And so my, the teachers that stuck with me forever are all PE teachers. And one... One passed okay. away about um, three years ago, and I was really sad and went to his funeral. And I'm still in touch with his with his kids now because he made a profound impact on my life. Um, and his name was Pete Daplin. And he was just a great, great man. He had one of those voices where he spoke and people stopped. Um, okay. He had a booming voice, but he also had this smile where the corners of his eyes creased up and his face smiled. And if he smiled and he laughed... Like the Grinch. It, yeah, but he wasn't green. <laughs> <laughs> and, he was, and he was generally a very happy, uh, you know, happy guy. But it, with, the, with the guys that, um, that didn't play ball, as it were, then they knew about it. You know, it was a proper Sir Alex Ferguson hairdryer. Um, I've seen him distribute a few of those. And, I mean, never to me, fortunately, but... But for me, he was always somebody to respect and admire. Um, and then there were a couple of younger guys. One didn't turn up till later on. Um, I would, I'd gone into sixth form, actually. And he was straight out of university. And his name was Rob Brooks, who I can now count as one of my really good friends through life. Um, so I, I managed to stay at school for three years of A-levels because I failed them the first time because I was teaching PE with the PE department. And so I had to retake my second year in order to get the grades to go to the university and be a PE teacher. Unfortunately, I did exactly the same thing again, got exactly the same grades, which kind of knackered. It was a real bizarre irony that I couldn't be a PE teacher. I couldn't go to uni to be a PE teacher because I'd spent all my time teaching PE rather than studying and getting the grades I needed. Um, so I took a year out, went to Tenerife for three months, and, uh, and well, we know the rest. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> I put on five stone and got drunk a lot and played music. Anyway, but the, <laughs> those PE teachers, those PE teachers, I always always stayed in touch with, and and my even when my sister went through the school, their relationship was great with them, and you know that was it for me. I look, I actually look back at school with really really fond memories. Um, great great friends. We had we had a good time there. We learned some hard lessons, you know, but um, it, on the whole, school was a really positive experience for me. I bumped into somebody yesterday, and I had to speak to them, and they had the worst case of halitosis I've smelled in one hell of a time. Do you know? Do you know the kind of breath? The kind of breath you could slice up with with a knife and fork, put more cheese on it. Um, it was it was just horrendous um it could stop traffic you it was i i often i actually wondered if they were ill if there was something they needed treatment for it was oh, that's absolutely horrendous. Um, by the sounds of it it, it was it was all no, but the teeth look yeah, yeah, Jim, I, no, I that's, that's the gums it? it's not the teeth the man gums, it's the gums yeah no no i just i just looked at this person and i was like i think it's best you go and see a dentist you didn't see that you didn't and see they were like why they can, they Mate, can, they can have a healthy set of teeth, healthy set of teeth, but that doesn't stop them having gum disease. No, I was like, you need to get something sorted. You, 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 you don't smell well, which leads me to another time. I mean, look, we all eat. I mean, I eat a lot of garlicky stuff and that, but this was just rotten. When you when you open your mouth and and it's rotten, it's it can't. Oh, 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 it could have It could have driven my car. Nah, your it car's been, your car's it crap. Just, Not even that would have driven that. <laughs> Which made me think of a time when I was managing a team ages ago uh, in a warehouse in Oxford, I won't name. Um, and we had this one guy who could pick items really quickly. But everybody would come up to me and like, mate, you need to speak to him. He's really good at his job, but you need to speak to him. I'm like, why? And like, his BO is, is just disgusting. So I, I, had to go, I had to go behind this guy, right, on his pick. And I'm like, blimey, this bloke is ripe. He is proper ripe. So I thought, what do I do? What do I say to him? Because he was really good at picking. Really good. So um, I called him in one day. I had to do a review with him. Sat him down. We you know, went for his performance and stuff. And I'm like, son, um, need to ask you. Do you, do you change your bed sheets a lot? And he, he said he, he, he's in a shared house. So the sheets weren't being changed that much. And I said, um, are you in this, you're pretty much in the same clothes. And he, he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, look. I've got to tell you, son, you stink. You know, it's B.O. You don't smell well, mate, and it can't be good for you. I need you to be at your best, to feel your best in the mornings. Before you come here, you know, have a shower, make yourself feel good. He totally took it on, took it on the chin, didn't smack me in the mouth. From that moment on, came in fresh. Everybody asked me what I said and what I'd done. I just basically said I had a word. But I remember thinking, oh, no. Nathan. Yeah. Can you remember earlier on in the conversation when I said to Tony, oh. he 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 bullies you, and then he spins it and makes it sound like an ultimate compliment. Yeah, like he's doing you a favour. Yeah. Do you see what he just done for the, my guy, the picker? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's broken him and then made it sound like he's made his life better. <laughs> <laughs> but I've worked with other people since, and I've just thought, how are you coming in, like? How can you come to work smelling like that? Now, some people, it might be, you know, there's issues at home. But there's certain people, you know, they've done their hair. They've got a nice shirt on. But they stink like a Cornish pasty. How is that possible? (laughs) 
What? You stink like a Cornish pasty. <laughs> just, just foul. I'm not having it. And I really want to say something, but every at work, if, where I work, if I was to say to somebody, mate, you, mate, seriously, nah, nah, get down boots. They'd be down HR. They'd be down, down the HR office. I'd be dragged down there. Do you know the problem is, though? Your delivery is just so terrible, mate. Mate, you think about it, me and, the worst. Me and that guy were great friends all the while I was at this place. When he I left worse, he, from a distance, <laughs> <laughs> that was social distancing. Tony invented social distancing. If you telling me if you work with somebody, you you yeah, you day and out, and after about three months, they're coming in and they're still like you know, you, you're not going to say <laughs> why do you keep resorting to food, man? Because it always smells savoury. <laughs> Yeah, but I like all of these items. If somebody's lying, I'm probably going to lick them. That's what makes me feel worse. I remember I worked at a steel steel place in Oxford. I won't go into the name of it. And there was a lady there. I can't remember her name now. There was a lady there? Yeah, there was a lady there. But no, she... She She smelled funky. 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 That was... It was criminal. Half past seven in the morning. (laughs) And I'm like, how can you smell like that at half seven in the morning? Yeah. I'll forget it. Um, there was a big bust up over the, over the lottery and I was running it one time. You ran she, the lottery? She, yeah, a long time ago, 1995. I was doing the old, I was doing the old, uh, you know, the, the whole, I don't know, you have to do the, the big group of people doing the tickets. And she got mouthy, so I shouted out across, look, I'll bring your change back, love, and you can go, go and get yourself some deodorant and some soap. Whole place just cracked up. <laughs> 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 you know what, right? I would the love it now. <laughs> you know when you couldn't do that? You couldn't do it now, could you? You'd be up in front of HR. They don't no, exactly. No, there's yeah. some. No, no, no. There's some. There's some butch women you could take the banter, mate. You could do it probably better now than you could. So, what would you do then in that scenario? Okay, you're out one night. One night with your mates, both of you. You're out with friends. Okay, Go on. set the scene. Uh, Go on. You're, right, you're, you're both going out. You're both going out. It's a Saturday night. You've been out for ages. You're out with the boys. It's like six, seven of you. Right. Um, and one of the boys has got breath that could literally stop a tiger. The kind of breath stop, 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 stop. he like... puts a beer to his mouth, and the, before the beer's even gone in his mouth, the beer's bubbling because he's, <laughs> he's the beer is <laughs> right, so you know, and he's going to be with you when you're chatting to all various people. Um, you're, you're thinking, no, come on, I can't have this. So, what would you say to him? No, see, now this is easy because it's your mate, bro, your mouth. Thanks, mate. Sort this. Yeah, like, here, so have a, no, have no, because it's your because it's your mate. You can deal with it differently. Oh, like, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, Nathan. I'm going to change this a little. You're out with with six guys, but you only know you know five of them. But one of them is a friend of a friend, and he's the one with a bad breath. And bo, this is very easy for me. This is very easy for me. No matter how you twist it. Because you set this scene, it's very easy with me. Whose mate's that? So let's say, for example, it's your mate now, because it sounds like it being one of your mates. I would say... <laughs> I would say, Nathan, tell Have your boy, please. You, mate. Tell, yeah, tell your boy, please. His mouth's not easy. Please. So you put it on me, and then you'd have a go at me for going to go at him? No, I'd have a go at you if you didn't tell him. I can even <laughs> provide a sound effect for what I do. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, that's easy. But yeah, I think the, I think the workplace is probably like the hardest scenario. But if it was somebody who, let's elaborate on this whole whole scenario. Let's make it even better. Okay, so you happen to be in a venue in Oxford that has yep. a man in the toilets with an array of different bits and pieces that can make you smell pretty. Right. 
So you go to the toilet at the same time as that fella, chuck two quid in, maybe even a fiver, and say to mate he stood there with his boots line up, just hit him with everything you've got, son. Bro, I'm not spending. I'm him. not spending my Hear good money saying. on him. No, no. Hear what I'm saying. The looky looky man, first of all, whatever they are, the toilet brothers. Yeah. Yeah. They smell like the guys that we're talking about. So how are they going to have all the stuff lined up? Yeah, They're some can. Funky. No, some can. You're right. And I can change the scenario even more now. Okay, here we go. This is it. We're three DJs, yeah? You're in the booth. You're having a wicked night. The tunes oh, are flying. Oh. It's all going well. The people are going mad. Their hands are in the air like we just don't care. And there's that girl who keeps coming up. She just wants to hear that one irritating tune. But no, nobody really needs to hear. And she comes up and she's got that kind of mix of cheap cider. She's had a takeaway somewhere before, really garlicky. Where do you and, rave, bro? And she comes up and she says, are you going to play that? And she's asked you for the third time and it's right in your face. What are you going to say to her or him? Okay, so Nathan, because you're the polite one, you can go first. Uh, excuse me, my good lady. I shall play your song <laughs> in good time. Please adjourn to the far side of the dance floor and enjoy one's evening. <laughs> So basically, Nathan would bottle it. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he 100% bottle it. Because, because of the venue he's in, what he'd do is just call security over and security kick him out. Ash, that's a good shout. So there used to be a fella that came in every Friday night, and he was an older guy. He came in on his own, and he was... Uh, he, was in his, he was in his own world, and I don't, I'm not going to be derogatory, yeah, because yeah. I'm assuming that in life he's had challenges. Anyway, he came on a Friday night, and he danced and he enjoyed himself. And but unfortunately he had a pretty horrendous body odor problem. Yeah. And it got to the point where management of the club, a friend of mine whose uh, name rhymes with knee wimps on, um, <laughs> who at the time was a at the time was the deputy manager, used to have to go to him every Friday and tell him to go and see our friend in the toilet. And have a spray of something. Oh, that's terrible. And that, uh. and, and that had to happen. And he got the message. And then he'd, he started coming in. And you could tell he's had a shower because his hair would be a bit slicked back and what have you. And oh, yeah, it, it was just if you were stood the wrong side and the, and the, and the fans blew it back, there's no escaping in that room. No. It's horrendous. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those really uncomfortable things. Because we, I think we'll all do it. I mean, you know, I, though, I try, you know, I try not know. to put myself, I try not to be in those situations. I know it's hard. Same. same. But you know, you know when, like, say for example, if it's somebody who's kind of like asking for a request, like, like I said last week, I'm I'm quite coarse when it comes to like the request crew, but I'm not as coarse as Tony. So if somebody's asking me for a request and they got that beer mouth, or they've, or they just smell funky, or you are somebody who is giving it large on the dance floor, and you might be just busting a sweat, like I'm hearing you, but I'm not really hearing you. Don't like, don't be near. No, anything. it's good. There tactic. are. On regular occasions, on a Friday night, they're a, they're a group of girls, and they come in. They're quite they're, they're they're pretty regular, and two of them they're always dressed up nice. But two of them have just got horrendous body odor. If oh. they come up and ask me for a song, I direct them to one of the other rooms, regardless of what it is. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Do they come yeah. back though? If they do appear, by that time it's too busy for them to get near me. So now, let's say for example, you now palm them off to another room, Dave. They come back because they know that, that you give them the old heave ho. So they're they're in the middle of the dance floor now, just enjoying life. Does the floor part like the Red Sea? <laughs> no, because because the majority of people they've lost their senses. So their senses are currently sat at the bottom of a bottle of VK Blue. Sight is just about working. 
it's very apparent to see that the majority of their limbs are not working in coordination with each other. Um, yeah, alcohol has fully taken over. Their sense of smell is not going to be. They're going to be more interested in holding their breath, looking at her and going, target. I can't believe what I'm hearing here. You two went to two poncy schools where teachers were really nice or, you know, maybe called your parents. Oh, my. No, do you know what it is? No, do you know what it is? Your problem is you're too inner. So when there's all these mad youths getting lashed by teachers and all this madness is going on, you're all inner. (laughs) That's what it is. I'm not inner. Neighbours not inner. I don't even know what that means. I could not be a teacher now. I just, I just could. There's no, no way no. I'd have, and and I think it's not helped by. I'm, I'm going to put it out there by parents. I've I've heard parents say, "Yes, I'm go man." That teacher out. Yeah, hang on. No, no, no. Your kid messed up. Why no, the hell true, are you though. going down the it's school? Yeah, you know I mean, you, 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 if your kid has done this, you should be speaking to your kid and saying, "Hey, how did you because, get that scenario? Because they I, if, from the parents. You know, you know the ones. You know the ones. Yes. Where, you know the ones where like the parent would be like, "Oh, did you do this?" The kid would be like, "No." And then the parent would be like to the teacher, I believe my child because my child don't lie. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, no, totally. You know, I, 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 yeah, I, in, in another role I've been in before, I've seen all kinds of parental stuff. But yeah, I, that, I think that's a reflection of society. But, but, but when I was at school, I said, I have teachers I, I do rate. I said, Mr. Mr. Paul Green, to this day, still rate him. Uh, so Blackwell was, we had, <laughs> this is a good example of Oxford Boys School. A teacher called Mr. McGann, who wore kickers, Really cool guy um, in a in a tweed suit, um, and he'd if you were out of order, he'd make you hold a newspaper. Okay, so what you're holding a newspaper, you hold it you know as wide as possible, and then he gets his um, uh, ninja sword, whatever it is, and it's slices it through down. the middle while no you're holding way. it. <laughs> it's no joke, no joke. <laughs> this, this dude was like, yeah, just. I think I'm gonna go get some boys kickers boys. now, mate. Um, <laughs> <I've got some. laughs> But I need to ask you, boys. Yeah, you know, it's just quite an important question. What were you doing ten years ago? Uh, hang on. <laughs> Do you know what the worst thing is? We had time to prep for this, and I just I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I have no idea. I mean, we can talk DJ wise. I mean, we, we would obviously things like. Um, I mean, I know I can tell you about events. I can tell you about boogie bumps. I can oh, tell yeah, you about no, blend and all that kind of stuff that was coming to an end. But as, as a, a person, as a, as a yeah. person, and and then career wise and. I mean, okay, look, good example. For you, Adrian, there was no way you ever thought about kids back then. <laughs> Not a chance. That's, you know that's I mean? true. You know, Nathan, I don't really believe that 10 years ago, um, and this is no disrespect to, to your wife in relationship, but you were thinking, oh, yeah, I'll be married at, at this certain I time. Was, I didn't think I, that was I ever going to happen, let's be honest. Fair dues, you know. Um, so I just thought, Look back at the 10 years. I know what I was I doing mean, 10, 10 years, years ago. I know, I've, I've just worked it out. Do you know how I've worked it out? Go on. I went on to Facebook on, Memories. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes! <laughs> now, this this is this goes back to last week's discussion about social media. It does have its uses. Because I've gone on to my Facebook Memories and just realised that 2010 was a really odd year for me. Okay. Um, and okay. it was it was a year when I had to sort of reevaluate my life on a personal level because I'd come out of a seven year relationship and I spent best part of a year on my own and it was coming to terms. I, I thought it was one of them where you think you're all right. And then three months later you go, 
Oh, actually, I wasn't. Mm. And then another three months go by, and you're like, yeah, I'm normal. And then and you go, oh, actually, I wasn't. And it, it's not until sort of nine months later that you wake up and go, actually, I do feel all right now. That last nine months has just been me lying to myself for the whole time. And uh, yeah, that that was that. So that that was me 10 years ago. I'm just going to leave that one there now because it sounds like a proper sob story. Well, no, you know, like I said, I just think about this more than I thought about obviously the children. Um, I've got a 23-year-old daughter and I've got a 21-year-old son, 21 this year. And India was at that phase where she wanted to argue with me about anything, which has not changed at all, really. Uh, but I never thought I'd, yeah, she'd get to this age of 10 years later, she'd be doing the job she wants to do. And my son has achieved what he needs to do, what he'd like to do. Um, you know, my, my dad had died the year before, so to 2009. So I was still kind of, I wasn't in any way battered by it. Um, but it was quite a big year, 2009 to 2010. Things were, things that were still running socially. God, you're oh. ready for this, Adrian? The Regal oh, Nightclub oh. was huge. Rest in peace. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Like that had all the elements of being something. And it was just, you know, when you have people who think, oh, I can see that. And yeah, yeah that, totally. that had all the legs to be something amazing. And again, don't get us wrong. We all, at one stage or more, had so many great memories there, man. All right, you regal, man. Great, great nights. No, 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 totally. And and musically, we weren't much. That was probably coming to the end of an arc of um, creative, good stuff. And we weren't. None of us would have ever predicted, you know, digital streaming no. and stuff like that. We were still wondering what we was going to do next. We were still DJing through MP3s. Um, I think 2010. We were probably still hanging around as CDs in our pockets. If you think about it, I was using the computer, but for certain gigs, people were still using CDs. I think Nathan, you were, you came to a, into the computer world about 2012, 2013, uh, late, is that right? 2014, I think. I, I tell, yeah. okay. tell you what yeah, I remember, yeah. and it might have been around, yeah, around that time, um, is when everybody, well, majority of the people were making the transition um, to laptops and stuff, and every couple yeah. months, Tony would be like. When I first used to play off a computer, nobody... That's right, you nobody, had to run yeah, me down. used to laugh at me. Da, da, da. Now look. Now laugh look. Laugh at me. Now look. And, and Nathan, I swear, it was like every few months, every quarter, Nathan would put up a status about, when I first done it, clubs weren't booking me because they said it's cheating. It's this, it's that, it's whatever. I like to remind you people. Right, mate, down. <laughs> Do you <laughs> realise that it is that important that that the industry standard named themselves after him, Pioneer. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. I can't believe you've got this documented now. You're a madman. You didn't realise what you've done. But you all know I've what? Done, all I've done is I've just made everything he's believed for the last 20 years come true. true. Thank you, man. In his head. <laughs> but, you know, on that side of things, the, the DJ side of things, as much as I wanted everybody to kind of get involved, it also probably made things a little too easy for some people. 100%. And now I miss, I miss the tactile touch of vinyl, of, of DJ, not vinyl, but of DJing. That's why I like CDJs and yeah. decent machinery and stuff. Um, because as, as we know, but, you know, I'm not against people using an iPad and whatsoever. Use what you need to do for your whereabouts. But if you're going into a proper decent club with a lot of people and you're walking in with, you know, um, I know Lego equipment, mate. But don't you, just don't do it. Where do you, you draw know, the that, line that. though? Because this is it's it's so thin. Because it's like, well, as as long as you've got the music and you can still kind of perform, don't matter what it is. And 
no, 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 no there no, is a line. I'm, there is a line. I, again, could... I don't know because I don't go that. I don't get that. I don't get that far left whatsoever. I don't even go out with USBs, bro. That's that's your domain. But no, te- so technically, we know where we were ten years ago. But as a person, where were you ten I, years ago? Because I mean, I was probably in the. It's, it's probably taken me up until yeah. the last couple of years to calm I was probably like in down. The wildest time, um, ten years ago, um, and then what? Moving again, this is just a quick version. Um, what 2012, 2013? Um, I lost my granddad, so that totally kind of like spun my head. Um, I think just for the fact it was like the first time I've ever lost somebody so close to me, you know, or even experienced that within family unit. You you, like you're you're close to people who's lost somebody. And you understand and you sympathise to a certain degree, but you never understand. Um, not until it kind of happens, mm. you're kind of like, wow, like, where am I? And again, you go into a state of kind of like shock where you don't know what to think, do. And then you start ans- asking yourself all these questions that are, can't be answered, you know, and, and you just go, yeah, you just go into a realm that you think, oh, blimmin' out, how do you get there? Then a year later... Um, I lose, I lose one of my best mates, you know? And yes. for me, yeah. that hit me hard. It hit my grand then um, when my granddad died because it was almost like, with my granddad, like him and my grandma have been old forever. So you know that the day's coming, judgment day's coming, but you think, oh, you're not going to live like forever, man, because you, you've always been old. You look like, like 300 years old. So a year later, I lost my best mate. That the, that sent me into a state of, I don't know where I was. I don't know what I was doing. I like there was a there was a massive part of my life that was just a blur. I didn't I I I could never relay back to that time. I can just tell you what happened. But after that that year, or probably I would say it was probably like a year and a half. My head was elsewhere. I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going, like. I was doing a whole lot of stuff that was out of character. I was, yeah, I was just like a mad different person. Um, and around that time, um, I was expecting my first child as well. So then there was the worry. Like, I'll be honest, there was a worry where it was like, oh, are you going to kind of go in a downward spiral? We're going to bring a child into this world kind of thing. Then obviously the birth of my son. And then three years later, birth of my daughter. Um, career-wise, um, I was made redundant like a bag of time. And yeah, I'm in a good, I'm a good, I'm in a good place now, work-wise. Um, I've experienced a lot in DJ life, but I think that's for another. The only reason I don't want to touch on DJ life is because we can speak about this all day long. Like as a person, oh, as a yeah, person, yeah, yeah. I think the last ten years I've had so many ups and downs. Um, I'm definitely out the other end, and I'm I'm a much better person for it, much better person. And for how I started that journey, that ten-year journey to now there's only some people who can actually like kind of comment on that and when I can tell you it was a wild time it was a very wild time like there have been times where Tony saved my bacon like he saved my bacon more than enough times within this early period so it was wild so he could vouch for what was going on but yeah 10 years ago yeah I was a I was a wild man a very very wild man so Nathan over the last 10 years how do you think your character has grown or stepped or swerved or and it doesn't have to be good or bad it's just stuff that you mean i I can say a thousand things about myself being different i mean i'm I'm a very you know kind of like razor edge person but um as as, i mean from my from my point of view for what i've seen from you 
you've always seemed to just when things are just out of grasp, you've just got your hand on, grabbed it and pulled it back. So, you know, how, how the last 10 years been for um, you? That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, it, it's been, it's been odd. I mean, on a, on a person, on a personal level, I met my now wife and we're now married. Wonderful. Didn't, yeah. didn't see that coming, came out the blue. That was a great thing. Um, it, it's had some real good bits. It also took me to the lowest place I've ever been, where I had to go and say to the doctor, "I'm not, I'm not very well," and uh, and and that was that. And that was a, that was from a former job where they stitched me for an absolute fortune and yeah. left me on the verge of bankruptcy. But out of that, I learnt a load, and and um, I just changed. I changed my perspective on on the world. I think I used to be, I used to be really hung up on being popular and being around loads of people, and uh, and you know being a being a go to and and being someone that people wanted to be around, but for the wrong reasons. And I just, I think I wasted a lot of time on people that that actually I shouldn't have wasted my time on. I got a lot more laid back about stuff. I certainly don't sweat the small stuff like I used to now. Um, I'm also not worried about being popular. I'm just worried about being good and being a person that people want to be around for the right reasons. And if they don't, then I'm not going to compete for it. Um, same as professionally as DJing. I used I used to get upset if I didn't get asked to do anything. Uh, you know, if I didn't get asked to do stuff, and and he'd be like, "Why haven't I been asked again? Why have I been overlooked? Why don't I get it? Why is so and so getting all the work? Why are they doing this?" And it wasn't about the work; it was because I'm thinking, "Do people not believe I'm good enough?" And I'm now at the point where I know what I can do, and I know what I'm capable of doing, and I know what I enjoy doing. I'm not going out to compete against anyone. If somebody wants to undercut me for money, fine, have it. You're obviously more desperate for it than I am. I've I've done so much that I'm proud of. If it all stops tomorrow. I've had a brilliant time. So I think uh, looking back, my life now is just trying dedicated to just trying to do as much good as I can, smile and and enjoy time with people. No, you know what? Everything there's so much in there that it kind of parallels to my kind of um my thinking as well. I mean, I've I've always been I'm not gonna deny them a very marmite character. I've got very little time for people's opinions in, in mostly when people say things like, Oh, I heard he's this done this, he's I've heard he's done that. It's normally on the basis of what somebody else has told them. They haven't come to me to find out. They've just heard from somebody else. And I probably did, probably was rude to their mate at the door one time at an event I did, because I haven't got time to be nice all of a sudden. I've got to do stuff. Um, but in regard to taking the pop- popularity thing, it was kind of about, it was, there was a thing we used to do, I said before, about with Blend. And all the young'uns, they, they couldn't take me. They were like, you know, they, they couldn't understand why I wanted to do this and why I was giving them a bit of a hard time at the door and stuff. I just wanted to build a really good London vibe night in Oxford for a fiver. And I think if people look back at it now and think about all the energy they expelled it, trying to give me grief, no. they miss the point of the hey, great what? nights they had. And they had some great nights no. with no violence, no hassle, and a massive, massive community, but also raised £5,000 for Sable House. And they didn't even know they were doing that because it was money that I was siphoning off and giving away. I'm not saying that to say this is what I did. I just wanted to turn that into a positive. So then all these other things happened. Um, personally, life got great because the kids were doing great. They never got me into trouble. When I was a kid, God, <laughs> I suspended various efforts, getting arrested, just for silly things. Um, so that was fine. The job, my job has always 
kept me in, in a good place. And I've had pretty much the same kind of job in the last 10 years. There was a little blip, but that, that's been fine. But the professional side of things, yeah, I'm not going to deny I made my, a, a load of my, my own enemies, but that kept me on my toes and kept me kind of focused until you realise, as you notice, um, Nathan, so what? Who cares anymore? So all of a sudden, certain people don't like you anymore because you're not making them a priority. And it's like, you're missing the point. And I suddenly realised that's my fault because I wanted to be the man at the front. But yeah, the, the, the promotion side of things, and that, that was a great period, you know. But as a person, kind of when I got to, but you get to, I think it's about 20, 2016, 2017, I think it was been 2017 when everybody was on my case, like to do another boat pine. I couldn't do it. And I suddenly thought, you know what? I don't need this in life. The kids are doing well. You know, mum's mum's looking to move. She wanted my mum wanted to move house. It was a big deal for her to move house. So that's quite important for me. Um, professionally, DJ wise, I was getting some kind of quirky gigs. Um, and as a person, I, do you know what? It was nice to actually be a guest at something or asked to do something rather than organise it myself. And it just felt, I just felt a bit more complete. And this morning, when I said going back to this morning, I woke up and I just thought, but the last year hasn't been like that. The last year has been a bit odd. And then all this has happened. So hence why I got into this conversation about thinking about the whole decade. Going back to savoury as well. I said savoury things, yeah? <laughs> Do you remember that savoury? Yeah. It was about savoury savory smells. <laughs> Question of the week. God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Where do you keep your ketchup and your brown sauce? No, I'm going to get mad now. What kind of question is this, man? Where do you keep it? You know what I'm saying. You keep it in the cupboard or the fridge? My brown cupboard. sauce, firstly, is kept in the supermarket because I don't buy that. Why not? Because it's butters. But what do you my, mean, ketchup, butters? my ketchup is kept in the fridge. Why do you keep it in the fridge? Oh, yeah. no, okay, Nathan, where do you keep yours? Cupboard. Good man. You man, a condiment man for no, me, agent, no, no, agent, like, agent. Um, why um, do you have why do you got nice hot chips there? You just fry it with chips and nice, it's you salting them up, the vinegars on there, nice. And then you're going to put on cold, cold ketchup, yeah, so you can eat them quicker. What so you can eat them quicker? What do you mean? It balances out, doesn't it? You got what you got hot food, and then you got a cool condiment, boom, you got warm food, yeah, mate, you're on your way. Smile you later, Nathan. Speak to him, mayonnaise. Where'd you keep that? Oh, see. Fridge as well. Keep, fridge as well. I I fridge. keep mine in the fridge because it's eggs. I keep mine in the fridge because it's eggs. There's a reason for that. Hot sauce. Where'd you keep that? Cupboard. Cupboard. So what's the difference between hot sauce and ketchup? Well, they're two different condiments. First of all, oh here we go. It's not hard, is it, Nathan? They both got sugar. Okay. Um, there's the spices and a bit, a bit of vinegar in um. Okay, wait, vinegar before in we get sauce. into this, before we get into it and break it down, here we go. Is there a yeah. right and wrong to this question? No. Yeah, there is. There no, is a right and wrong. There definitely no. isn't. Nanton, can you remember when you done the toilet paper thing on Facebook all these years ago? And then you done another thing. Yeah, this is exactly the same. There's a right, there's a right and a wrong. There's, not. there's, there's, there's a, right a, a Nanton way, and then there's everyone else's way. No, 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 no. It's over the top. It's yes. all, yeah, toilet yeah, roll is always I over agree, the top. No, I agree with that. I agree with 100%. that. Yeah, so what it's right. That's the right into, way. What we're getting into, is there a right or wrong? Because if there's not, we're going to go down the lane that I don't want to. No, no, no. Let me explain the thing with the ketchup. Go on. Okay. You are wrong because it stays in the cupboard. You're as long as you don't let it get, let's just put, let's just put it out there to the masses. You can't tell me I'm wrong, Swift. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I'm, not telling, you, I'm not telling if, you you're wrong. Put, I'd rather the masses tell me that I'm wrong. Do you do you like bacon sandwiches? Me? Yeah. Meh. Oh, it's God. Not, no, no, no. It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's me. It's like it's not. So in the morning, if in, in the in the morning, so if there's bacon rolls going, would you have a bacon roll? 
Oh, yeah, if it's goat, obviously. But... Do you put margarine in it? Do you put margarine and butter in it? Yeah, butter, yeah. What, 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 why are you putting margarine and butter in your bacon roll? Well, it's for the bread, isn't it? It's not for the bacon. But you've got the bacon fat. You're annoying, man. <laughs> but I don't know what's all you old cats, man. Get on my nerves. I don't have butter and margarine. I mean, anything. I don't understand butter and margarine. I don't, especially margarine. Margarine is plastic. I don't understand why people have it. You put, a, you put, you get a tub of margarine in the summer. Get a tub of margarine. Leave it out on the table. Take the top. Take it out of the thing. Leave it out on the table somewhere in the garden, um, and see what it looks like um, at the end of the summer. Looks pretty much exactly the same. How is that right? And people are putting that on their bread. <laughs> there you are. That's ended you, haven't it? Well, no, because I don't put margarine on my thing. On my, on my... Oh, whatever. I, said, okay. I, I openly said I don't put margarine on my stuff. Nathan, Nathan, do you, do, Nathan, do you butter your your bacon roll? Just tell me now. Just, yes. just. Oh my god. Um, right, I'm not having any more of this. Um, I'm going to ask you one more thing before we go, which is okay. Um, I'm, 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 Nathan, I'm bitterly disappointed in that answer. Bitterly disappointed. How can you have the ketchup in the cupboard and then you're putting butter on a bacon roll? If you think that's disappointing, you should sleep with me. That's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Sound bite. <laughs> Sound bite. <laughs> All right, this week, what have you been listening to this week? Come on, tunes. <laughs> All right, I've not been listening to nothing new because I actually completed that mix and put it out yesterday. What was on it? Club stuff. What do you mean, club stuff? What does that mean, club stuff? At which club? At any club, any club what deals with um urban, I don't like using that word. Right, so it's an urban club mix. Okay, so get me the link and I'll put it on the show notes. Okay, send me the link. Oh, um, thanks. So, so, but is there anything else you were listening to? No, it was literally that because I was playing back to it. I was playing back oh, to it and I was like, meh. I had to, man. I, I'm my worst critic, mate. That's only because Nathan was giving you grief about it. He said, get on with it. He, so no, he, he didn't. Did. He was like, why are you doing it? Wait, what? No, he, he told you to get on with it. No, he's like, uh, Nathan, why am I doing it? Nathan, what have you been listening to? I listened to Spex's Mix Cloud. No, you didn't. Nah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know any of it. <laughs> he's an idiot. What? He's an idiot. You see what I mean? You're an idiot, mate. Why am I an idiot? No, I'm... you're an idiot. That is clouding me, I guess. Hang on, you put your mix up. I was sat at work. I went, oh, he's put his mix up. Because you'd, you'd done some really nice promo for it. And you know, oh, isolation essentials and all that. Nice, lovely bit of drop date on the screen. Saw Hold up, can, can we? Yeah, you know can, we, can we talk I like the drop we... date? I'm having a bit of this, I'm going to listen to it. So I had it on at my desk in my office and I was listening to it. And do you know what? Thoroughly enjoyed the majority of it. No, Some you enjoyed it, the, you enjoyed the skill. That's what you enjoyed. Though. I did enjoy the skill. You present wonderfully. Na- and Nathan, so, uh, so you listen to his mixtape. Anything else? Anything new? Any other stuff? No, I haven't. No, uh, no, I haven't really listened to anything new at all. Well, I, I it was in, engrossed in some stuff. New James Blake single, You're, um, you're Too Precious. I love James Blake. Never, don't understand this whole thing about how he goes on tour with um, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar and James Blake on the same stage doesn't make any sense to me. And then I heard this thing, is it Cleo Soul? She's been around tour for years. Um, I think she's from London. Soul singer, bit of R&B, bit of R&B really good. Really good. Kind of, a bit like um, Leanne Le Havre's. Um, yeah, she's kind of nice. And then I came across... What happened to Plan B? Oh. Remember Plan B was huge. He was with you. Know, yeah, he was brilliant. And I was listening to him at Ill Manners over the week, uh, over the weekend, and I was like, what a tune. And so I, he released an album, I think, 2017, 2018. And it, it, it's just as good as any MC out there now. It was just fantastic stuff. I just, I'd love to know what happened to him. Did he just kind of... did? I wonder if the industry went against him. 
and went for more younger black guys? Or did he just, or, I don't know, it's just, it was, it's such a shame not to hear his stuff. Sounded so good. So I just, yeah. Adrian, was he on your own radar? He was never on my radar, really. Sorry, Nathan, what do you reckon? What, plan B? He, um, he moved over into acting and he was acting and directing yeah. because... Uh, he, he wasn't bad either, to be fair. No, he's good. He was yeah. good. And uh, I mean, he was, he was, I liked him in Harry Brown. I thought he was decent in Harry Brown. Oh, God, Michael, yeah. Yeah, he was Kane. good in that. He was good in that. Yeah. And uh, he was good in adulthood as well. Um, yes. And the Sweeney. Yeah. Uh, the Sweeney, I thought that was all right, actually. I thought yeah, that was all right. All right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Ill, Ill Manners was ill manners wasn't it that was, oh, that was such a tune such a tune no but it was a fi- it was a film as well it was a film as well oh was it oh yeah, okay yeah. Yeah, i didn't know film. that yeah it was a film ah. all um, right so that's 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 our um tunes of the week then um before we wrap up though when's the last time you dressed up <laughs> about three weeks ago and it was for it was it was a Skype call on a Friday afternoon where everybody decided, because we'd been working from home at that point, that we would all make an effort for the Friday afternoon Skype call. So I sat with a velvet dinner jacket, waistcoat, <laughs> tie, shirt, but I left my shorts on the lower half. Like a real jeep. So I literally, I was dressed up from the waist upwards and on screen, I looked like I was going out, you know, for dinner or, or to, to, to some posh event. And uh, yeah, but I was still wearing shorts and, uh, and flip-flops. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yourself, Adrian? <laughs> um, yeah, I had to think as well. You know, it's probably like the last boxing event I've done, if I'm honest with you. I do oh. this thing now. If I go out, especially like club life, whether I'm working or not, I I tend to be as grubby as I can, just because I know I can. Nothing changed, yeah? Yeah. I, I, was, um... about, I was about to throw you a compliment there and say every picture I've ever seen from you uh, of you at one of these boxing events... You always look slick. You, always, oh, no, you yeah. always you turn up. You turn Obviously, up. I totally agree. I know, yeah, I I know agree. when to turn it on. You know. Yeah, no, I'm not no, saying no. you don't. I was just paying no. you a compliment. No, no but you I can't, didn't. I, yeah. It was. I don't, it's only because um, this morning again. So I got drag myself out of the shower, still thinking about how old I am, and then um, I had to get ready for work this morning. And I was like, you know what? I've been in. I've been living in like tracky stuff for the last three weeks or so. I can't remember the last time I even put a shirt on. How did it like make you feel shirt. though? You being trackies though. Um, for what I'm doing at the moment, running about is actually fine. But when we go back to some kind of normality, yeah, then I'll, I'll go back to like just not, just casual wear, like you know chinos. And, yeah, of course. Um, stuff. But the last time I wore a shirt, um, well, aside from a funeral, so I haven't really had any kind of opportunity to really dress. I haven't worn a suit for God knows how long. God knows how long. I think the last time I wore any court appearances. It, it probably it was a court appearance for work. I wore a suit. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, this was. is why it's a stereo. Well, guys, that's it. That's a wrap. That's, oh wait, that's before we go, oh here we go. May I just mention? Yeah. Um, I was out on my bike the other day. Oh, your my missus says that she walks a dog occasionally. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, me. she did. She was like, "Look, where is he then? Is he what you mean?" <laughs> He's lying. See, I'm just walking the dog now. This was it five miles. She was like, "Yeah, I'm yeah." Like, oh, here we go. Let me tell you something now. She, a, a dog got walked tonight by um, uh, by India. I think Suzanne walked her a couple of days ago. But main, the big walking is done by me. Muggins here up on a Sunday morning, walking till God knows what, how many. How that dog even goes that far is beyond me. Jesus, gives me bloody was, Do you know what it is? The funniest thing is when I mentioned this. What did he do, Nathan? He was like, "No, I can send you guys proof." 
straight away goes to his Apple Watch to screenshot it. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> the ultimate bite from Tony Dunn. I can't believe it. Right. I'm out of here, boys. Okay. You all good? Yeah. Oh, wait. Real quick, before you go, how was that bike ride, mate? It's fantastic. 18 miles I did. 18? Yeah. There's not enough road around Oxford. What are you doing on a road bike? I've got a, a fast hybrid. Oh, have you? Straight fast hybrid, Oh, yeah. so you don't count that. You're basically cheating. You might as well get moped. I put no. I put in work. I've got a real shit. What are you on a language. grifter? Yeah, he's on a grifter. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had one of them. Everybody else had a BMX. I had a grifter. They were all doing wheelies and bunny hops. I couldn't even get it up the curb. It weighed more than my mum's car. <laughs> I loved it, but it was literally at the turning circle of an oil tanker. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is another great sound bite. Right, I'm out of here. All right, right me done. Later okay, on. pleasure as always. Right, yeah. Cheers for listening. Catch up soon, and please subscribe. That'd be great. Thanks a lot.